Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is The HR Mentor. I am very grateful to be recording this today from my home on the traditional, unceded, and ancestral territories of the Tecumlips-Tishikwetmik people. It seems that over the last few months, it's impossible to talk about or read about the world of work without hearing about AI and its impact. And while AI has been on the scene for a long time, even in HR, the accessibility of natural language processing tools such as ChatGPT to everyone has been what I would describe as a disruptor in many spaces. Although there are a lot of problems and ethical considerations with the use of this technology, such as lack of accuracy, biases, and of course, using other people's work without permission. It does have a lot of people worried about the potential for the elimination of many jobs currently performed by humans. According to a recent report by the consulting firm McKinsey Global Institute, AI adoption could contribute $13 trillion to the global economy and increase GDP by 1.2% per year by 2030. The flip side of these gains in productivity is that the same report suggests that some 375 million workers around the world will need to find new jobs. That's a lot of people. Now, this is not an episode about AI and its impacts, but I think it's naive to not acknowledge that these technologies could have a major impact on our workplaces, whether we're being asked to eliminate or change jobs or having our own jobs reimagined. Folks in HR will and are being affected by this technology, and it could make parts of our job a heck of a lot easier and less administrative, which in my view is always a good thing. I know you didn't go to school to study HR strategy so that you could book interview times and answer questions about leave banks your entire career. But what I did come here to do is to reassure you that you didn't make a mistake when you declared your major was HR. I believe that despite technology changing the way people might perform certain jobs, organizations will need to have leaders and practitioners who can bridge that gap between the organization's purpose and strategy and employee action, satisfaction, well-being, and engagement. And the skills and knowledge that you bring along with the personal human attributes of care, understanding, and empathy are really going to help you future-proof your own HR career. How can you do that? Well, that's what I am here to talk about. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. As I already stated, there is no doubt that advances in AI and other technology will dramatically change workplaces and the way we work. And of course, HR roles and career paths will not be immune to these changes. But I also think HR will not disappear and your HR team will not be replaced by cute robots, at least not in my lifetime. And there's a few reasons why I think this is the case. The first reason is that HR is a strategic function. 
And there is value in developing a sound HR strategy that is linked to business objectives. Now, sure, you could get some AI technology to write you a strategy document, but I highly doubt it will be able to address all the nuances of your organization and competitive landscape, nor will it identify all the necessary linkages between your organization's mission, vision, values, and business strategy to make it meaningful and effective. Developing an HR strategy takes input from a variety of sources, requires a view of the ever-changing external landscape, and also an intimate knowledge of the organization. As organizations recognize the strategic importance of human capital in achieving their goals, HR professionals are being called upon to play a more strategic bridging role. And I believe that's going to be more in demand as external pressures on the organization and employees intensifies. So while you could have the technology help you create some of the supporting documents, create some of the ideas, it's going to require humans to continue to bridge that gap to link the organization strategy with its people and to develop cohesive plans that will action that strategy. And again, there are so many demands on workers now, both from the organization, but also from their personal lives that are impacting organizations. And I think it is going to be HR professionals, and it has been, who support employees through whatever it is that they're facing. So that's going to be a huge ongoing and I think ever intensifying role for HR is to be creating that linkage and those action items from strategy to operation. I also see AI still very lacking in human-centric skills. Obviously, they aren't human, so it's really difficult. Yes, they can write pretty much like a human, and I've seen some impressive things. And automation tools can handle many routine HR tasks, but they do lack the emotional intelligence, empathy, and nuanced understanding of human behavior that HR professionals bring to the table. HR's humanness and their skills such as conflict resolution, employee relations, and organizational culture management remain very difficult to replace. Let's face it, the best person to relate to another person is a person. And you can quote me on that. I believe what we'll most likely see is AI augmentation of the work that humans do, but not replacement. AI is a tool that can augment HR functions, and that's a wonderful thing, but it does not replace the need for HR professionals. You can automate administrative tasks like data entry, payroll processing, initial resume screening, and all of this frees up HR practitioners' time to focus on higher level strategic work, HR business partner work, Things like talent development, workforce planning, and employee engagement. I think that is a wonderful thing. Who doesn't want to get rid of more of those tasks? 
and we're already seeing that and have been for a really long time. Not too many HR professionals I know love doing the administrative work that our function sometimes requires. Understanding the administrative needs of the HR department is wonderful, but doing all those tasks can become routine and kind of tedious. So technology can play an important role in taking on some of these tasks. That said, someone with knowledge of how to perform them and the needed outcomes still need to tell the technology what to do, which even further proves my point about the strategic role people need to play. I also believe there's still so many compliance and ethical considerations with technology like AI that have not been sorted out. This will of course temper the excitement of many organizations in adopting AI to even augment humans, rather, never mind replace them, especially in a role that helps manage people who have privacy, equity, and other human needs. That said, HR does play a key role in ensuring the organization adheres to employment laws, ethical standards, and diversity and inclusion principles. So even if your organization does adopt some AI tools, HR professionals need to make sure that it's happening in an ethical, legal, and respectful way. And as these tools become more complex and scrutinized, I believe it's HR professionals who specialize in compliance and ethics that will continue to be essential. And let's not forget how biased some of these tools still tend to be and the ever-increasing importance of diversity, inclusion, and decolonization in our workplaces. Ensuring diversity and inclusion is not a trend. It is a strategic imperative, and HR professionals who can drive diversity and inclusion initiatives will continue to be in high demand as organizations recognize the benefits of diverse teams. Now, it's not lost on me that there is an irony in complaining about an artificial intelligence being biased when humans are clearly biased, but I still believe that there's a lot of work to do in this space, and the people with lived experience and expertise are the best to lead us to more inclusive and equitable workplaces. So those are some of the reasons that I think this is not going to be a dramatic change that's going to suddenly eliminate all the HR people. And hopefully that has somewhat ensured you that your dream HR job is not disappearing anytime soon. But let's talk about what you can do to future-proof your HR career and stay relevant in the face of changing technology and also other changes that are happening. Workplaces are and organizations are open systems, so they're very impacted by the external environment. And we've seen so many changes and pressures on organizations over the last few years, especially. So how can you make sure that you continue to be relevant, regardless of whether or not the change is technology or environmental or socioeconomic? So the first thing I think you can do, and this also might seem a bit ironic, is that you do need to embrace technology and automation. B 
being open to learning, testing, and helping your organization adopt HR software and tools that automate routine tasks, such as applicant tracking systems, payroll systems, HR analytics platforms, these are all tools that already exist and are being enhanced by these new technologies. Embracing them is so important. And despite the fear over AI, don't distance yourself from it. Familiarize yourself with emerging technologies. Test them out. Check for sources. Create and play and see what they are and aren't capable of. Even if they don't take over the world, they will be relevant and they are disrupting a lot of markets right now, perhaps even one that your organization is in or is impacted by. The second thing I think it's important to do is to work on developing your data literacy. Invest in improving your data analysis skills. HR is becoming more data driven and the ability to derive insights from that data will be a valuable asset to your organization and your HR team. Learn how to interpret HR metrics and analytics. Learn HR metrics and make informed decisions about talent management and organizational strategy. I think a lot of HR departments are hesitant to adopt more data-driven decisions, yet I think that there is so much power in doing that because, you know, for so many years, one of the critiques of HR departments is that, you know, HR professionals didn't talk the language of business. And I know that has changed dramatically in the last 10 to 15 years, but I still see a lot of intuitive decision-making. And I think one of the ways that an HR professional and the HR function can stay super relevant is to be making evidence and database decisions, backing up recommendations. And you can make yourself continuously relevant by having a good understanding of how you can use data, what data is meaningful, and then of course, how to process it and present it in a meaningful way. I think this is going to continue to be a huge area of HR growth in the coming years. Number three, stay informed about HR trends. I think it's important to continuously educate yourself about what's happening in HR. What are the best and good practices? You can do this by attending conferences. There's so many free and low cost webinars online, workshops you can take. All of these will help you stay up to date. Listen to podcasts. Hey, I know a pretty good one. Follow HR publications, read blogs, and follow thought leaders on social media to gain insight into industry developments. If you think that technology is going to disrupt the industry your organization is in, it's not a bad idea to follow publications or leaders in that industry. So for example, if you're working for a mining company, then it's not a bad idea to be up to date on trends that are happening in the mining industry and the way jobs are changing because of technology. Same with, you know, if you're in a government function, there's lots written out there about the way jobs are changing and what organizations need. So make it your business to know 
what business your organization is in and how it's being impacted. It's also a great idea to get engaged with your local HR association. Attend events and roundtables and learn what other HR professionals and teams are doing. This will help you stay up to date and also help your organization and HR team stay relevant if you're bringing these ideas back to them. Number four, continually enhance your soft skills. If there's one thing that AI and other technologies are still not amazing at, it's the human stuff. Emotions, conflict, well-being, and politics. Developing and nurturing essential soft skills such as empathy, communication, adaptability, and emotional intelligence are critical to success in most careers, but especially in an HR career. So learning how to help resolve conflicts and deal with different personalities while managing your own emotions is one of the best ways to build trust and earn respect. And these skills are particularly important in light of the need to improve diversity, inclusion, and equity in our workplaces. So there's lots of things you can do. I don't think this means you need to go out and get a whole new education. Building your soft skills is a lot about learning a couple techniques and then practicing them in the workplace. Okay, get feedback from your colleagues about ways that you can improve your communication style. The best way to learn these things is to try them. Now, if you want to learn a really great method for having difficult conversations, especially when conflict is involved, join the HR Mentor Fan Club. There'll be a link in the show notes and you'll get instant access to my audio lesson on how to have courageous conversations. So you might want to check that out if that's something that you feel you need to work on. Now, my fifth and final piece of advice is to build a strong network. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, having a solid HR network is the best way to start and build your HR career. Connect with HR professionals, both inside and outside your organization. Networking can provide opportunities for learning, mentorship, and career advancement. Participate in HR associations, your local chapters, or get involved with HR communities online to expand your network. This is also a really great way to learn about how other organizations are adapting to these changes that we're talking about, these technological and other external changes. And it will show you how other departments are adapting and how they're embracing inclusion and diversity. And there's just so much you can learn from other people. So if you do nothing else or get nothing else out of this today, I really want you to try and work on your network. Just pick up the phone or write a nice email or direct message to someone that you would like to connect with and learn something from. Ask them out for a coffee or a virtual chat and Build a solid network that will ensure you never have to worry about some robot stealing your job. And if you want, you can even get AI to help you write that message. How's that for irony? Now, if you want to learn more about how to build connections to support your HR career and get step-by-step advice on how to set up informational interviews, check out episode eight of the HR Mentor Podcast. 
And if you want help finding your first HR job, get on the wait list for the HR Career Accelerator program. In this online course, I will take you through the entire process from having no HR experience to your first HR role. This will include a step-by-step -step way to build your network, how to handle interviews, how to prepare for the job seeking process, and so much more. You can find a link um, to the episode and how to get on the wait list for the HRCA program in the show notes for this episode. Look, there is no doubt that automation and AI are reshaping some aspects of HR, but they're also elevating the role of HR professionals to a more strategic level. At least they're enabling that. HR careers are future-proof when professionals adapt, embrace technological changes, and continually develop their skills to meet the evolving needs of their organizations. HR will remain indispensable for creating productive and inclusive workplaces, developing HR strategy and implementing them, and keeping workplaces human. As long as there are people in the workforce, there will be a need for HR professionals to optimize their experiences and their potential. As always, I want to thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please don't be shy. Feel free to leave a review wherever you're listening to this. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, click that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. Your support is always appreciated. Take care. Bye for now.